Welcome to Student of the Game Podcast, where we help you master the fundamentals, fall in love with practice, and win at the game of life. I'm your host, Brad Knoll. Welcome to the classroom. Welcome back to another episode. I'm excited. Today, we are bringing you Steph Winger. How are you doing, Steph? I'm doing fabulous. How are you, Brad? Good, good. Well, we had such raving reviews and such big hits with these women that come on here. Just tell how they're winning in life and I'm excited. You're the you're the first one we get to go up north for. You are you are from Canada, correct? I am, and you don't even need a passport to talk to me. That's fantastic. I love it. Um, all right, so so this podcast is all about mastering the fundamentals, really falling in love with practice, talking to people about you know things you do every single day uh, that that you really fall in love with, uh, things that you can master, and uh, and then really what does winning at the game of life look like for you? But Uh, We're going to talk about you, but I know in your story, we're going to help a lot of people today. So you ready to help a lot of people? I am ready. Let's do it. I know you help a lot of women, but I think there's some men right here that need to turn the volume up a little bit and listen, because I I know I've, I've watched and I've seen some of your stuff. I'm actually implementing some of it right now. You don't even know this, but so let's talk about who is Steph. Uh, I want to know a little bit about how you got to where you are today. So maybe not the whole history of who you are, but there are some things in your life that got you to where you are today. So right now, uh, you're almost two decades into uh, being a realtor. Uh, you have a team uh, up in Ontario and, uh, and then also uh, the right blend. So you coach women, you coach women on a lot of things. So tell us how you got there. All right. Yeah, it's hard to believe it's been 20 years that I've been practicing real estate. And uh, my kids were really little when I got started. And like so many new agents, like I got promised help and, um, you know, training and I didn't get it. So I was kind of a rogue agent trying to figure everything out on my own. And, um, you know, you and I met like going to the same real estate conferences. And that was a big game changer for me, like really working by relationship and by referral. So, and that really aligned with who I was because I love people and some of the other like marketing and tactics to get clients just didn't jive with me. And, uh, you know, my kids grew up watching me (laughs) go through the ups and downs of the market and trying to figure stuff out. And about 12 years ago, I was actually diagnosed with MS. And that was a big wake up call for me because I was so focused on family and business and I was neglecting myself. So that like really plays into what I'm doing today. So going back, you know, working by referral, that skyrocketed my business and it just felt really at ease and aligned with who I am. And a few years ago, you know, when the pandemic hit, life was a little chaotic. Business was chaotic. We were still essential. And my life, again, got flipped upside down. My daughter was overseas. Uh, My son was finishing up high school. I got a divorce. I turned 40 and like some more health hiccups popped in. Uh, But I started using this short cycle performance and the 12-week year um, to really just stay focused. And I teamed up with some fellow realtors that you and I both know. And we would get together at like 7 a.m. every Thursday just for a quick Zoom call. You're like, okay, what's working? You know, how did you execute on your plans? And at the end of 2020, I looked up, I had hit my big, huge goal that I had set in January, and my business had doubled. But at the same time, I was taking care of myself. There was crazy stuff going on in the world. And I was thriving and I felt good and I didn't feel like I'd, um, you know, run myself into the ground and neglected anything else in my life. You know, I continued using that like and became more diligent, became a, a stronger student in it. So I could 
you know, kind of help some other agents out. I started forming a little team and last year I opened a brokerage, you know, just took a big leap. And so now I'm in this role of, um, you know, helping other agents create success for themselves. And I, using this 12-week year or short cycle um, performance model um, has really helped because the market is constantly changing. And well, I, I want to stop you for a second because if if the listeners right now are thinking to themselves, holy cow, how does she get all that done? And <laughs> and you said you said some things that I don't know if the the people listening are familiar with. You said something about short cycle execution. I, I want to dive into that a little bit and kind of what you're doing with that. But the the first question I have is like, how, how did you get it all done? Some of the stuff I have no idea. Like when my kids were little, like you're doing like, you know, parent teacher clubs and like baking cookies and doing all of these things. You're running kids to Taekwondo and music class. I just did it because it was, those things had to be done. And I guess that can really relate to what I'm now doing with the right blend is starting with like a vision of what you want and figuring out what day-to-day things need to be done to achieve that vision. Okay. So, so I love, I love vision. I love talking about vision, but there's, there's some people here. We all see time differently, right? So let's put people into like three categories. I would say boxes, but let's just put them into three categories. First of all, there, there are people that, you know, see what's just right in front of them. That's how they look at time. It's like, okay, today is the most important day of my life. You know, then there are people that, you know, are a little spectrum where they can go out and they can see a little further. They can see behind them, you know, they have some perspective and then they also can see in front of them, you know, and maybe do some goal setting. Then there's some people that are global that can only see down the road, right? So I'm 25 years old and I'm planning, you know, my retirement and my grandkids and all all those things. When you talk about setting a vision, I want to know how do you connect to those people? Because there's people on here that they're just trying to get through their day to day. So when you say vision, they just, you know, eyes are glossed over. You know, I I can't, I don't have time for vision because I have to pick up the kids today. I don't have time for vision because, you know, my car needs fixed. I don't have time for vision because my bills need paid. How do you, how do you actually communicate vision to somebody? And by the way, we're, we're getting ready to record this towards the end of the year. And we're going to help a lot of people break the chain of New Year's resolutions. Okay. So this exactly. is not a, this is not a, this is not a, you know, get rich quick. This is not a fix this next. This is, we are, we're literally talking about vision and how somebody can connect with their own vision. So talk about what do you talk about when, when you speak about vision to women, but also to men? Okay. So, you know, for the people who are only looking at their day-to-day things, you know, I would pose a couple questions. Are those things like actually getting you traction and getting to where you want to go? Just because constantly doing things isn't always productive. But my goal, but my goal is to get through the day, right? So like when you say, well, is it really hitting your goals? Well, sometimes those people, and if you're listening and you're one of those, sometimes your goal is to get through the day to day. Right. So so keep keep going on this because I'm excited to talk to you. Okay. Then Brad, if you don't want to look ahead, we need to look backwards. Where were you five years ago? Ooh. Are you in the exact same spot? You know, have you gained 20 pounds? You know, what's your relationship like with your wife and your kids and your parents? What's your business look like? Has it grown or have you stagnated or has that gone backwards? Because if people don't want to look at their vision going forward, then we need to like rewind the, the VHS tape and see what's happened. So is it okay for somebody to say, is it, a, sorry to interrupt, but I'm, I'm now I'm just really curious. Is it okay for somebody to say, my vision is that my life stays the same over the next five years. I talked to a salesperson a day and they're like, you know what? If my sales were exactly the same today as, as they would be five years from now, that'd be a good life for me. Like, is, that's, is that a challenging statement to, to unpack a little bit? 
I guess it depends where they are in their life. Like if they're ready to start winding some things down, sure, they might want to just continue with the same number of sales, but they're likely going to have to do more work today and every single day because now they need to combat some other things in the market and they're going to have to work a little bit harder. Hmm. So you can say, okay, maybe they can look at implementing some tactics that will make them more efficient. Because if they're just comfortable with, you know, X number of sales or a certain dollar amount every year, because they're just, you know, going to be coasting into retirement time, that's great. That's their vision. That's their goal. But they might need to realize that they might have to change some tactics. Mm, that's good. I, there's a lot of people listening that are in different phases. If, if you're getting close to retirement phase and you're listening to this podcast on your walk, just because it's something to do, awesome. We support that. If you're listening and you're you know, just out of college and you've got some really big aspirations, th- those are different points in life that you, you may hear this material the same. So I I can't help it. I get right into it. Anytime I talk to somebody who coaches other people, like it's just in my blood, it's in my DNA. I want to get right into it, but I don't want to skip over this. So let's, let's talk about the fundamentals. What, what are the fundamentals of, of what you're doing? We know the real estate side, you and I could talk real estate all day long. Um, let's, let's dive into the right blend and in your coaching right now, you're coaching women. What are the fundamentals in, in successfully coaching these women? Okay, we've chatted about it a bit, but it's that long-term vision and really establishing what does future me look like. So all of those like, you know, people that we put in three categories, wherever they're at, we need to talk about vision. And that's the first step. And it could be like a 40-year time span from now. But, you know, when they're kind of chilling, reflecting back on their life in yeah. their 80s or 90s, what do they want to have accomplished or been. And it's a little bit more abstract in general. Like, you know, they might not be thinking about seven Ferraris lined up in their garage, but they want to have traveled in fast cars and done mm-hmm. fun things like that. Um, but then we take that vision and narrow it down to like a three-year time frame because there we can have a little bit more clarity and maybe be a little bit more specific. And then we're going to narrow that down even further and have a one-year vision. So if we're if we wanted to even talk about resolutions or think about 2024, what would 2024 look like? You know, maybe there's some themes around it. You know, I really want to focus on my health. I want to get some finance stuff dialed in. And, you know, I want to perform this much in my business, like, you know, 50 transactions or have a number for their business. So it kind of covers the different areas of life. But then it, again, it's got some clarity but still a little bit broad. Like this is the theme, the overarching theme for 2024. So I I just keep hearing vision, 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 and vision can be further down the road. It could be five, 10 years or more. It could be one year and then there's themes to it. So, so the anti-resolution is I'm going on this diet or I'm saving whatever, but really, I mean, I, I learned this from my kids this week. My, my kids are adamant about dad. We need to plan spring break right now. That's a vision. Yes. Right. And they got goal boards and they got vision boards on their doors at home. And, and so they're inspiring me and, and I'm, I'm like, Hey, I got to get through today. I got to figure out, you know, how to, how to get through this week. And so, so that's, that's helping me. So other people can help you with your vision too. Right. Exactly. And just think like if you've got a company or your family and you're tied into a vision together, whether it's a spring break trip or like maybe a big, huge, like purchasing a family cottage or something. If everyone's tied into this vision together and everyone's emotionally attached, um, or even in your company that like, Hey, we want to make this impact in our community. Here's how we can all play a part. Now it just feels that even more. 
Um, but if we're like, so we're starting with vision and we've got this plan that, or like this idea, this goal, this theme for the next 12 months, we want to then just kind of park it and forget about 12 months. Because like we know, whenever people set their New Year's resolutions, they're like, oh, I'm going to lose 20 pounds because last year it was 15, but I gained five. So now I have to lose 20. And, you know, I want to lose this weight and I'm going to have better relationships with my kids and I'm going to do this in my community. I'm going to travel. So they're just more of wishes. And you're not fully committed to them and married to them. They're just like an idea and a wishful thinking. But if we put this down into an actual plan that okay, I want to grow my business. What do I actually need to do? And what do I need to do in the first 12 weeks of the year? Then we look at the 12 weeks as the full year. It's not a quarter. It's not like a part of the year. This is the year. And just even think if we were like playing hockey and if the coach said, okay, I know it's the first period, but we are only playing one period today. The other two don't exist. So you guys need to get on the ice when it's your shift. You need to play full out as if this this is the only 20 minutes we've got. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Because, you know, you might be watching a game and, you know, they kind of go out there, they're getting familiar, they're having some fun, they might be roughing around and they're having penalties. And then, you know, at the intermission, they're like, okay, let's regroup. We've got another period. But you don't. Like if you thought of it as only having 12 weeks or only that 20-minute period in the hockey game, you would play so much differently. Okay. So I want to identify some things. So I I love how you use the sports analogy because that relates to me. When I was in college playing basketball, I remember we'd come out of the second half and there was media timeouts, right? So like there would be TV commercials. So there's media timeouts under 16, under 12, under 8, under 4. And our coaches would say, okay, we have four minutes. Like this is a four minute battle. We got to win the next four minutes. We got to, you know, we got to lead the next uh, session before the next media timeout. And it was those bursts. And so what you're talking about, that's, that's essentially short cycle execution. That is focusing on something really small. When you said, uh, let's take the, let's take a goal of, I want to lose, you know, 20 pounds. Let's go there. What somebody would do that wrong is they would say, I want to lose five pounds a quarter. I want to lose 20 pounds. I'm going to lose five pounds a quarter because that seems easy to me. And I can still be somewhat comfortable and eat the double stuff Oreos at night and know that, you know, uh, I'll, I'll be fine, you know, just for five pounds. So, so help me change my thinking on that a little bit. Cause I think some people think that way. They, they, they think annually, they think quarterly, you know, our current vision of time, our current time structure seems a little backwards based on what you're describing. Is that true? Exactly. So it's almost, so it's almost the fundamentals are vision and time. So it's like vision, have a vision and then figure out, you know, how are you going to break that into, in, into time where you can actually win the, the segment of time that you're framing your mindset around. Is exactly. That okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We don't want to score three goals per period. We want to, you know, we want to score three goals in that first period. Mm-hmm. But even like going for the weight loss, like if we're looking at like improving our health or our strength or, you know, wanting to lose some fat from our bodies, that first 12 week year, like if we're going to launch out the gate, you know, January 1st, and this is our goal because it ties in with our vision. We're committed to it. And we want to be healthy. Like when we're 80, we don't want to be in a wheelchair. We want to be able to run after our great grandkids. Mm -hmm. So that emotion is attached to it. And that's why so many people set resolutions and they don't stick with it. Not just the plan, but they also aren't emotionally attached to what they're going for. 
I, I have tons. I have tons of questions. So at the beginning of the year starting. Everybody's everybody's putting their annual plans together right now, and and we're just going to tell you to pause. Pause on your annual plans for a little bit. You know, I, I know you're probably getting started, or you're halfway through, or maybe even you've finished, and you're like, oh, great, thanks, Brad. What are we doing now? But Steph, let's talk about this. So the fundamentals are vision and time, right? That's what I've that's what I've heard you say. You got to have a vision, and then you have to figure out how you can use time to your advantage and and not have it a constraint. Okay, exactly. So. So let's, let's go into what is the, what is falling in love with the practice? What is, what are all the things that the hard things that, that you do, that you coach women up on and, and how can anybody who's listening right now, how can we get them to, to buy into the fact that you have to have a vision and you have to have short cycle execution or which what I'm hearing is this is how you take your vision and break it into the time that's allotted. So let's, let's talk about that. Let's, Let's fall in love with some practice right now. What, do you, what are some tips, some tricks? What are you doing on a daily basis? I'm, I'm assuming we're going to talk about mind mapping and we're going to talk about uh, a few other things. So why don't you lead us with, with uh, how do we practice all of these things you're talking about? Okay. Uh, well, figuring out how, uh, if we want to stay with this um, like fitness goal, let's mind map some ideas of what we need to do in that first quarter. All right, Brad, Brad, Brad needs to lose, let's just go. Brad needs to lose 20 pounds. All right, we'll, we'll do that. Uh, and then that way okay. we don't have to call out the women here, but Brad needs to lose 20 pounds and I want to do it by the end of the year. And so I'm going to lose five pounds a quarter. And you're going to tell me that's not how we're going to do this. No, that's not how we're going to do it. We're going to, all right, let's, let's figure the, let's figure the right blend here, Steph. Okay. And you know what? You might have 10 pounds in the first 12 weeks, but let's mind map this out. What are you going to do? You're going to start walking after dinner. We're just going to like put all these things out. It's kind of like brainstorming, Mm -hmm. but they're actual ideas that you could implement. And, but for walking, like you don't even own a pair of running shoes. So you need to buy some running shoes. You need to get some headphones so that you can listen to some music while you go for a walk. Um, you're going to put your workout clothes right beside the bed. So you get up and grab them and you're going out for your walk. So it's even getting down to the smallest little habit or filling a water bottle. What, you know, 30 things can we mind map that could help you? in this first 12 week year, let's figure them all out. And let's pick the ones that you feel like you should start with. Well, number one, I, I know I need to get a pair of running shoes or sneakers so that I can get out there and walk. I know that I need to increase my water intake. I need to clean out all of the Oreos and all of the Christmas holiday junk food from the cupboard. So it's not necessarily like you're going to start, you know, running like 10 miles on day one and drastically changing your diet day one, because all of those things can get implemented over that 12 week year. So it's almost creating those habits as well. And there's things that you might only do once like, okay, week seven, I'm going to hire a personal trainer. Boom. Got that tactic done. Now you've said the 12 week year a couple of times, and and that's the reference to to a a book you and I've read. And we've sat through some uh, fantastic presentations about this. But I want to make sure, let, let's, let's actually talk a little bit more about that framework. So you've used the word short cycle execution. We've said 12-week year. So, so I'm assuming, and I'm setting you up here, I'm assuming that that's not the first quarter of the year, or is it the first quarter? When does, when does a 12-week year start? Like when, Because when, you, you've challenged my annualized thinking now, and you've also told me I need a vision. So losing 20 pounds, is, that's good, but I don't know if that's good enough. Like what if... Do, do I need something stronger? Do I need like an anchor thought? Like, well, I want to run a marathon. Well, in order to run a marathon, I'm gonna have to drop to 20 pounds. Like, are there, are there, when does my vision stop? Like how far does it keep going? Does that make sense? Yeah. And I mean, you, you can start your 12 week year today. 
It doesn't need to start on the first of the month. It doesn't have to start on a Monday. It could be any arbitrary day. And that's why it's nice to take that the 12 month or the annual thinking out of it because people are often waiting like, okay, I'm going to start this on the first or I'm going to start it next quarter. I'm gonna, I need to start it on a Monday so I feel str- fresh and ready to go. So we don't necessarily need to start this January 1. We can start it January 10th. Let's get all the holidays out of the way. We might have trips planned. We get back and we're going to start our 12-week year. So the, the, the theme is with this short cycle execution, okay, listening right now, we're going to stop talking. We're going to stop using the word goal. Okay, this is going to be a vision. And then in that vision, what Steph is talking about short cycle execution is we believe you can get more done in 12 weeks than you can in a year when you use the right frame of mind, when, when you have the right thinking around this. And I know it's, it, this is a new concept to a lot of people. Um, I'd encourage you to go get the book 12 week year. And then what Steph does is she uses, uses some of those principles and tactics, but you specifically coach women uh, who are trying to find that balance between, I want to live that good life. I want to, I want to be both a great mom and a great business owner. I want to be in my kids' lives and volunteer. I want to, right. It's at, it's at both end and trying to figure out what that right blend is. Um, and I know we're hopping around a little bit here, but going back to this is really the why. This is the why that you're connecting women to. And it's because you've been there and you've done that. I don't like having people on this podcast that say, hey, I read a book and now I've got the answers. You know, I like people that have gone through something, they've figured it out and are vulnerable and willing to say, I want to help people who are in my shoes. So, right. so why, why women? Why, why do you want to help women? Because this is helping a lot of men right now, but, but why women? I just feel really connected and called because when I started in real estate, I had two little kids. So I had this battle between being a great mom and building my business. And then I got to the point like, you know, eight, 10 years later that I totally neglected myself because I was doing all the mom things and doing all the realtor things that my body like put up a hundred red flags. and was like, "Eh, let's put the brakes on and we're going to, you know, cause some issues in your body. And I end up with this diagnosis. So I am passionate. I don't want other women, number one, to take, you know, eight or 10 years to get their business life figured out and feel that struggle between the various roles and various hats that we wear. But I also don't want them neglecting themselves Mm. because we, we do love serving. We love being great moms and a spouse and like serving all of our community and being supportive, but we forget about ourselves. And as much as we hear the analogy of, oh, put your oxygen mask on first, we never do. And it isn't until like you're sitting in a doctor's office and here's a scan of your brain. You're like, oh, crap, I better wake up. And I, and you're forced to take care of yourself. So I just really don't want other women going through that. And I guess it's great for men to listen to this too, because they might not see the perspective. Like they're like, oh my gosh, my wife is amazing. She does all of these things for the kids and she's building her business. And, you know, like she's, you know, cooks this great dinner for us on Sundays and, you know, he's out doing his thing. So he might not just see that side of it and not realizing like, oh, she's not really taking care of herself and she's taking care of everybody else. Time out. Student of the Game is brought to you by Knoll Team Real Estate. Our mission is to eradicate mediocre real estate transactions. On your largest financial purchase, you shouldn't have to deal with average. 
We do this by helping you save time, reduce your stress, and helping you keep as much money in your pocket as we can. You can help us out by introducing us to your friends or family who want to make confident real estate decisions, whether buying, selling, building, or investing. At Knoll Team Real Estate, we are connected to a group of realtors who sell one in every eight homes in North America. If you know someone moving out of your area, there's a great chance we can connect them to somebody we know, like, and trust. Remember, relationships win. Now back to the show. You said you said a lot of things here, and I hope I hope uh, the listeners can see this. There are so many people that go through hard things, and it calluses them, it hardens them. And maybe you went through that season where where that was you. But I don't hear in any anything you're saying in your in your attitude, in your expressions, even in your heart. I don't hear that you're the victim right now. Mm-mm. Was that tough for you? It was. Like I had, I think about a week of a pity party. Because all I could think about was, you know, the people that I knew with MS and where they were at in their lives. And I, so I had a little pity party and a little panic of what's my life going to be like. And then I just reined it in. I'm like, okay, I've got this. But number, the first thing I did, I wouldn't accept it as a label. I am living with a disease. Okay. And I'm not fighting it either because I'm not a combative person. I'm like, okay, I've got this disease in my body. I don't want it to be here, but what can I control? So I really took control of the food that I was eating, the environment I was in. I did my best to manage my stress and really started taking care of myself. So here I am over a decade later, knowing Krieg symptoms, like I'm feeling good. I'm not on medications that are hurting me. I'm mobile. You know, I've, you know, run some races and I've done fun things. I'm able to travel and I just, and I feel really good. Because I, you know, I just thought about what I could control. And sometimes we might have these great plans lined up. Like we might work Mm -hmm. together. Let's have a vision and let's make a plan. Okay, what are we going to do every day? We're going to check in. We're going to measure and track. But something might happen. Like you, somebody might crash into your car. Now there's a hiccup. What can we control? How can we pivot? How can we work around it? So there's always like keeping that white space in your calendar, but also a little mentally not being so rigid and stuck to everything that if something pops into your life or if there's a disruption interruption, you've got the capacity to manage it. Well, I'm going to interrupt you because I'm usually save this for the end of the podcast and we're still going to go there. But if you're a female and you're searching for somebody to do life together with, I would highly encourage you to reach out to Steph right now because what you're sharing is, first of all, it's beautiful. Your story is amazing and you're not letting it slow you down. Matter of fact, you're thriving. And so I've I've had a bunch of coaches in my life. I will always have coaches in my life. And one of the questions I always ask them is, what have you been through? Because for me, I'm going to glean that wisdom from them. Like I hire coaches for wisdom. I hire coaches because I can't see myself, you know, day to day. I, I need somebody who can shine that light on me. And you can't shine the light on me if you haven't been past where I am or, or have gone through something that can help me out. So if you're listening right now, if you're a salesperson, if you're trying to start a business, if you're a female who's just looking for support, highly, highly, highly recommend that you connect with somebody who's been there and done that Steph, You've done that. So keep up the good work. Um, we'll, we'll, like I said, we'll save the end, uh, for some more flowers for you, but I just wanted to pause and highlight that because I, I think it, so many times it gets overlooked. Experience matters and experience helps 
build wisdom and wisdom gives you the confidence to move forward and help a whole lot of other people. Thank you. You're welcome. What, what else? Uh, you're coaching some women right now. What are, what are some of the challenges that uh, a lot of the women uh, that you're talking to are having right now? Um, a lot of it is overwhelm. Mm. And that's where I come in and help like give that perspective and remind them, okay, what are we working towards? Because we get all of these things dumped on us. And what you just said made me think of like, as women, we often don't check in with each other. Like really as friends, family members say like, really, how are you doing? We always get, oh, I'm doing great. The kids are doing this and this is happening. But below that, we're not doing great. And we need to feel okay to reach out to our friends and also be open with them and say, hey, I'm really struggling with this. Like I'm battling with the carpool and I don't have time for this because our friends have gone through that too. So I would just like to, you know, put this extra suggestion out to women. Like, don't be afraid to share. Like we're not meant to be martyrs. We, you know, we're meant to be in community and support each other and uplift each other. So even like outside of coaching or anything like that, ladies, really don't be surface level with your friends. Because when something do- big does happen, and it will, and you don't feel comfortable reaching out to them or asking for help, because that's another big thing. We don't want to ask for help. We don't want to show that we're weak, but we need help. It's so much better to collaborate and work on things together than try to be a little island to get everything done yourself. All right, give a little give a little tip on initiating that because I, I'm I'm. Uh, there's a lot of women in real estate. I'm surrounded by a lot of women and they're amazing, amazing women. And I'm, I'm grateful for it. Uh, a lot of times I either hear, or I'm just imagining that sometimes the women are like, well, why hasn't so-and-so reached out to me in a while? Uh, I'm, I'm just assuming maybe that's common where there's a lot of women out there that are like, why haven't my friends reached out to me? I'm going through something like, how does, how does one initiate that, that conversation? Right. And it might be, Okay. She's not reaching out to me and she's probably thinking the same thing. So right. one of one of you has to start it and just pick up the phone or send a quick text message and just say, I need you. Mm. Or how are you? And um, or even get in the habit, you know, if nothing's going on, like I've got a reminder on my phone so that I don't forget because we can get caught up in the day today of hey, text this friend. Mm. So you know, it's not like every Saturday at 10 a.m. I'm sending her a text and she realizes it, but it's there. And I know, like, I'm going to send her a quick text, see how she's doing, how the kids are doing, and actually care and be okay with asking the big questions. Yeah. We, um, you said put a reminder on your phone. That, that reminded me. Um, we've been at conferences. A great speaker, Bob Bodine, he's written some amazing books. And one of his books was The Power of Who. And he had something in his company, big, big time company, right? And he had what, what he called Friendship Fridays. And Friday afternoon, the staff just kind of everybody shut down. And it was literally about, hey, we're going to take a couple hours and you're just going to reach out to your friends. You're going to check in on them. You're going to see how they're doing. And I've done that here. And there's a couple of people in our community that, that they know. And, and you, know, you know who you are. And I've reached out. I'm like, hey, it's Friendship Friday. I'm calling to check in. How you doing? And so that's something that if you build that into your calendar and, it, and it's frequent, I think when people put out something into the world, they're going to get something back. You know, we mm-hmm. always receive more when we give. And so what you're saying is, 
you know, sometimes it's just, it's not okay to just wait for people to reach out to you, but by, by starting those conversations, right. We're, we're going to receive more and we're going to get more for that. Um, so anyway, that's just a tip for the listeners, man or woman, uh, you can do that. But friendship Fridays was, was something great that I've put that into my calendar that on Fridays, I just try to reach out to my friends, check in on them. Yeah. I love it. And you know, everybody's struggling with something, but on the surface we look great. And it right. could just be like that quick text message, quick phone call, even an email and letting them know, Hey, we all go through crap at different times of our lives. If you need me, I'm here. I, I feel like with a lot of the work that I've done on myself, I'm, I'm really not great at small talk. So when I meet people, I almost feel like the vibe I give off is, Hey, how are you really doing? You know, and it's like, it's like the first introduction. Like there's no icebreaker. It's like, Hey, how's the weather? What do you do for a living? You know, I just look them, look them into their soul and just say, Hey, how are you doing? You know, can I help you with anything? And, and it's just because I've been trained that, you know, we all are going through something and, and, you know, that's okay. And, you know, out of your pain comes your purpose. And right now you've, you've shared some of the pains in your life and it's turned into that purpose and, and you are living this, you know, you're, you're living what, what most people would be so benefited by, by just, you know, understanding their past, understanding what was, what was hurting them and, uh, and, and reframing their future. This has been great. You want to add anything else to practice? I mean, you're, you're giving people a lot right now at the end of the day. Um, they need to reach out and, and if they really, you know, want to, want to learn how to have this right blend of business and work and balance, uh, you're, you're a big fan of the word balance, right? No, no, I'm anti, anti-balance. No. And, uh, cause I feel like it's impossible and going back to like sports or anything. I remember, I remember in gym class doing those balance beams and you're never fully balanced. Like you have to have your arms out and you're like wiggling your body to make sure that you're still going straight. So there's always balancing. And that's why when I was um, developing the name, I thought, no, it's more of a blend because we can't separate our family life from us as a person, from our business. Like it's, we're like a Venn diagram. That's it's so true. all a part of us. You know, and I've got like some great resources for like uh, time blocking and doing time studies to see where we might be wasting time. But one thing that I love, and this reminded me like with your kids planning this trip, like gamifying things. So, you know, if we want to work towards something and I even have boards up and I use colors and like shapes and stuff like that to make it a bit of a game. And I'm a free spirit, you know, if, with our heritage profile, but I'm also an engineer. So I like to have a lot of structure, but then I like to have a ton of fun. So if I can have the structure and make it a game so that I know that I'm doing the tactics, whether it's in my real estate business, if it's about making phone calls and, and connecting with clients, if I hit my number, cool, I can have fun all weekend. So make a game of it. And even if you're working with colleagues with your family, make it all a game so that it's fun because really like hitting that goal of running the marathon or losing the 20 pounds or buying a Ferrari, that's not really the win because your dopamine and your brain is not waiting till the day you cross that finish line. It's getting that hit every day when you're putting on your runners, when you're lacing up and you're going out there for a run. When you're doing those daily things, that's like the little mini dopamine hits and you're creating this journey. So from now until spring break, 
your kids are going to have a blast planning and thinking about what they want to do. They probably already got their suitcases out with a list of stuff that they are going to bring and what they're going to do during, you know, during the travel and picture. They've already got that stuff planned out. So they are creating these visions and they're better at it than we are. So it's all a bit of a game and like really enjoying the journey. That is, that is so good. And, and, um, th- there's a story that I've, I've shared this on this podcast before, but uh, not frequently. So I'm going to bring it back up again with this whole 12 week year vision and then, and then a vacation. We just got done throwing our 20th anniversary party in business and we literally planned the entire thing and pulled it off in 90 days. So I'm a huge proponent that you can get more done in, in 90 days than you can in an entire year. And, and the party was proof of that. Um, but just like a vacation, when we're, when we're throwing a party, I had a travel agent tell me one time that, you know, they break vacations into three different categories. And, and the first category is uh, 30% of the, the fun and the enjoyment of vacation is actually planning it. 30% of the, the enjoyment of the vacation are the memories, you know, that you have from it. And 40%, the middle part is the actual being on the vacation. So we actually use that in our business when we're throwing a client event where it's like, hey, 30% of the value is reaching out to people and connecting with them, you know, letting them know how important they are to you. You know, 40% is actually the party itself. And then another 30% is what do you do with that information? What do you do with those connections afterwards? You know, how do you deepen that? How do you, how do you fulfill needs? And it sounds like when you talk about gamifying it, you know, that's how, that's how you look at your year. You know, this, this year to kind of wrap up here, this year is all about what vision, who do you want to become? You know, who's the person you want to become? And then at a very basic level, this short cycle execution, how can I find those dopamine hits being 1% better today? How can I find that Mm -hmm. dopamine hit of of winning the next 90 days? How can I make each week so important and so vital to my success that at the end of the week, there's a dopamine hit? There's a a friend of ours, I won't name names, but a mutual friend of ours that that if they won the week, okay, they said they they had some goals inside their business. And if they won the week, their family had steak on Friday night. And if they didn't win the week, they had soup. So it was like the soup and steak. It was a soup and steak competition and they gamified it. Right. And so the kids are like on Wednesday, like, mom, dad, how are we doing? Like, do we need to go, you know, take care of some people today? We, we want steak, you know? And, and so again, I, I think you can do some fun things. Those dopamine hits are important and it's about being 1% better uh, every single day. That's awesome. So people are going to reach out to you because I know a lot of people are struggling with this. They struggle with, I set goals every year. I don't see any progress. I don't see any progress. And what you shared today was, was very, very valuable. It was, it was gold. What is the last question here? What does winning at the game of life look like for Steph? Ooh, a lot of people think, you know, in general that they need to have a dollar figure and, uh, you know, that does come into play because we do need money to pay for our trips and spring break and, and client events. But just feeling like this sense of ease, because I've run my life without ease, and it hasn't worked out well, Uh, but truly feeling this blend and having fun. And if something spontaneous comes up and I get invited to a comedy show, I'm up for it, or a hockey game. Yep, I can do it. But just knowing that what I'm doing is aligned with who I am and who I want to be. Because in the past, there's been things that I don't really feel like doing that. And so I would procrastinate, not do it. But when I want to do something, I get lit up. So, I mean, being able to give back to my community has obviously been an incredible thing for me. And, you know, helping the agents in my office, like seeing them succeed is a huge thing. Just like seeing my kids succeed, like that totally lights me up. But I just, 
like it's in that long-term vision, but it's also enjoying the day-to-day, like not miss missing out on like smelling the roses, but still having a good direction. Wow. I can, I can tell the emotional connection you have to this. And it reminds me of the quote that, uh, the meaning of life is to find your gift and the purpose of life is to give that gift away. And, and you're doing that. So keep up the good work. You've, you've, you've embodied that. So, I mean, I, I know I'm not a female, but I, I can't coach with you, but you've done the right blend, right? I mean, so you have a, a real estate business is almost 20, 20 years. And for you, there were some things that you found that needed to change or to add in, right. And, and to have, to have a little fun, that free spirit, you know, wanted to help a lot of other women right now. Uh, find that same blend. And so you can use all of your knowledge of, of running a business, growing a business, having some setbacks, and and that makes a fantastic coach. So I'm excited you're on here today. Thanks for thanks for being on the show. Well, thanks so much for having me. So all the kids say, uh, send them their flowers. So uh, in, in this podcast, uh, Student of the Game, uh, the thesis of this podcast is relationships win. And, and no matter what you're going through in life, relationships do win. And, and you alluded to it. You know, what's the first thing that uh, somebody can do? You know, go reach out to a friend. Why? Because relationships win. That's, that's how you get through life. So who is somebody you want to send some virtual flowers to today? Who's somebody you want to send all the praise and accolades for helping you get to where you are? Oh my gosh. A big person who's had like a direct impact in my life is Kristen Tabert. I believe you know her as well. Uh, Shout out to the queen of coaching. Yep. 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 She's, uh, like you said, we all have I, coaches and, uh, she's been with me for several years and game changer. So send in the flowers to her. Awesome. That is, that is so cool. All right. So this podcast is also designed. If, if we're going to say relationships win, then these listeners need to help out our guests. How can the listeners help you out? Um, if they know anybody who is looking to get some more accomplished in the next 12 weeks than the next 12 weeks, months, uh, they can reach out to me. I'm on all the socials at Steph C. Winger and also my website, stephcwinger.com. Yeah, they can share the podcast. Um, hopefully people can glean some information from it or, you know, reach out to me if they want uh, some help directly. But yeah, just just share it. That's awesome. Yeah, well, uh, I really appreciate you being on today, and I've enjoyed uh, getting to know you over the last several months really well in, in preparing for this, but I remember Lindsay said she was at your table uh, at, at one of the peaks, I think. But I'm excited to see where you go from here. Uh, I know how much you've accomplished so far. When Kristen was telling me everything you've done up to this point, I'm like, are you kidding me? Does she sleep? You know. But obviously, you got the right blend. So uh, if you're listening right now, especially if you're a woman that's trying to find that right blend, Steph is a great person, a great resource. Go follow her. Go follow her on all the socials. But then maybe uh, send her a direct message. Reach out to her and, and see what coaching would be for you and and how your life can benefit from it. So just as a recap, fundamentals are vision and time. You know how you see vision and how you see time. Uh, all the mess in the middle is uh, based on short cycle execution. You know we we look at time differently, and uh, and it sounds like winning to you is just helping a whole lot of people go through life and experience the greatness that, that it has to offer. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thanks for being a guest today. Thanks for listening. You can follow me at underscore Brad Noel underscore. We're going to keep posting content about our guests, uh, which we now call alumni. So thanks for being an alumni of Student of the Game, Steph. We appreciate it. And we're going to continue to post about you and all of our other uh, awesome, amazing guests that we have. So follow this podcast, share it with a friend, specifically share it right now with somebody who needs to hear this message because there's a lot of people this time of year that need to hear this message. So thanks again and uh, have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening to Student of the Game podcast. Whatever game you are playing, I'm cheering for you. See you in the next class.